the pudding, and the pudding in this place is a football. Boom! Eight by goal! The goalie has got football pie all over his shirt. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. On this episode, I am joined by new Halifax Wanderer, Ryan Telfer. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, it was definitely another sign that was kind of from left field. I don't think anybody in Halifax was expecting to see <laughs> you uh, playing uh, here uh, in Halifax. But um, my first question, so we kind of just do a couple of like little softball questions to get you going. So if you're going to cook a meal for a special occasion, what would be your go-to meal to cook? A uh, special occasion, I would pick a steak, some steak and uh I don't mash potatoes or baked potato. Nice. Uh, how'd you cook your steak? Medium rare. Okay. Good man yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> best stadium you've played in? Best stadium I've played in? Uh, I would say when we had a champ, we had a Champions League game against uh, Chivas, the final for Toronto. Uh, Chivas scored in Guadalajara, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. I think one. Uh, yeah, their stadium is. I think one of the upcoming. Uh, one of their stadium. Their stadium is one of the stadiums. So he woke up in twenty twenty six. They have a very nice stadium. Uh, I think it sits on top of a like a hill. It's okay. a very nice place. Yeah. Yeah, I they played um, uh, Forge there recently, so I kind yes, of yes. let's go see yeah. there. It looked, it looked. Their fans are crazy too. Uh, they brought a big time in uh, Hamilton. So yeah, uh, they have yeah. a good back in. Yeah. It looks it looks like fun. Uh, and the last one, these ones. Uh, what's your favorite sports movie? Uh, the thing is, I'm really a fan of all these sports movies, so it's so, uh, it's so cliche. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's say, uh, I forget the name of the movie. The one with, uh, I think it's Samuel L. Jackson with the basketball. Oh, uh, Coach Carter. Coach Carter, yeah, Coach Carter, yeah. yes. Uh, like it is that uh, is that the way Patrice handles himself kind of like that calls everybody sir and uh, <laughs> makes you sign a contract <laughs> somewhat similar somewhat <laughs> so I, I guess the big question is uh, you know you were down in Miami sunning yourself so uh, why did you decide to uh, come back to Canada and why the Wanderers uh, the biggest reason was for family reasons uh, I wanted to be obviously closer closer to home and the the Halifax came out well. Obviously, I'm uh, very good friends with uh, with Patrice beforehand, so um, always used to check in once or twice uh, during the year with Patrice. He would send me a message and whatnot. And I guess when he when I told him I was coming back uh, Canada, um, he obviously probably question of the of coming to Halifax. So. Uh, but he thought about it. It's a place that I wanted to to come for longest for the longest while. Uh, to join up with uh with Rampy, uh, to come play with him. So, I guess the time the time was now. So, um, decided back then that you know I'll come I'll come to Halifax and knowing that Patrice was there and majority of the staff and and players uh are already knew from all over where I played. So, it was good to come and see uh, this group of guys again. So what what's the uh what's the relationship you have with Patrice? I, I know you played for Vaughn back in the day. Yeah, so. he's a player with Vaughn and uh yeah. Um obviously Patrice was part of that whole setup there 
at Bourne, uh, from even when before he was one of the coaches in the Bourne Academy and whatnot, and then became a uh, head coach at Bourne. So I knew him from way before all that. So well, he seems to be like a big draw for a lot of the players coming to Halifax. So what is it about this guy that like makes you want like you know as I said like you're kind of giving up playing anywhere else in the world with Halifax. You know what I mean? So what is it about this guy that kind of makes you want to play for him? Patrice's type of person, very, very straightforward. Very, very good guy. Uh, and his his ideas of how he plays football and how the team plays is somewhat I'm very familiar with myself and, and love to play that, that certain style of football. So uh, I have so much respect for him and what he has done here, especially within his first year. Um, you know, is he is he is the style of football that really attracted me more than anything else? Uh, seeing how these guys were enjoying it, um, I got stories from from Rampasad on how much things things change and how much things the guys were buying in into the culture, and they were pretty much enjoying it, you know. And they love they love playing there, so I wanted to be part of that setup. So that was one of the main reasons why. Love and Patrice yeah. was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, it's, it's like last year was great for us too. The style of football it was like a big change to what we had before, and uh, the fans really like bought into it. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're gonna be part of it. Uh, so Patrice did say, uh, in his little blurb when you signed, he said, uh, we expect Ryan to help us stretch the game and bring us ability on the ball, uh, this season. So, what, what, do you, what do you think he has in mind for you? Like, what, what, where do you think he's gonna play? Or what's, what do you think he wants from you? Well, <laughs> you know, the style of football I'm accustomed to, uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that. When obviously when all is good and the the team football speaks for itself, uh, you want that one or two difference makers who could go beyond what the team provides and and obviously ball movement and stuff like that. And whether that's you know taking guys one v one or creating something from from nothing in in those types of situations. So um, that's that what he he knows that that is something I'm very I'm very good at and something that could be added to the team to help uh, obviously score more goals and and finish more in the final third with it as successful goals. Love it. Um so like last year we were obviously lacking just a little bit of experience. We had like one of the youngest uh, squads in the uh mm-hmm. the CPL. So do you feel like you're gonna have to take up a kind of a leadership role? I'm not saying you're older and say that, but you're obviously like a little bit older than the guys that were here last year. So do you feel yeah. like you're gonna take up a bit of a leadership role this year? Yeah, definitely. Uh one of the other reasons too uh why Patrice wanted to bring me in uh he said he said the same of those exact words actually that the experience was was lacking in the dressing room and he does need a few older heads to you know help guide the younger ones or help keep you know the ship steady at, at certain times uh so it's, and the funny thing is some of these some of these younger guys i've already played with before and obviously they're still they're still growing and learning and i guess it's my my turn to to give back and, and shed light on only things they need to improve and whatever advice they need to, you know, help them become top professionals. So who would have been your kind of uh, mentors when you were coming through? Because I mean, like when you were at TFC and all these other places, you had incredible players uh, playing alongside you. So like who would have been your kind of mentors? Uh, well, I, I I was the type of person to uh, look on onto others. Uh, not really the type that needs to be, I guess, spoken to at certain times, but uh, you know, one one was obviously uh was Bradley uh at that time, Altado, Osario, uh Delgado, some of few obviously older guys or more experienced guys I should say who was playing in MLS for a long time. And uh just noticing the little things that they do 
uh, in around the you know the locker room and the facility and the way how they they present themselves and the attitude towards uh, how they work and stuff like that is is a few things that you know I looked I looked up on and I know kind of added to to how I wanted to be a professional. So, so uh, do you like when you're sitting in a dress room with those kind of guys? Like, how hard how hard is it sometimes just to be like starstruck and not like you know what I mean? Like, like for me, like obviously I'm not professional footballer, yeah. but you know, I'd be like. Yeah. Holy shit, that's Michael Bradley. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like how, how do you kind of keep keep that away from the like just what you need to get done on the pitch? Uh, to be honest, I, I, my personality was that I honestly didn't, I guess, care who was around at the time. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't really notice or take you know. He's one with like you said, like like Joe Benko and stuff like that. I just saw them as you know another football player that you know I wanted to be as good as or better as. And and yeah, that's that's how I kind of look at things. That that was that was me growing up. So I I, I never fell into that type of of personality where you know like oh my god, uh, it's whoever sitting in front of me and whatnot. But but then take take they take it in terms of you know there's another human being, another footballer that you know that I aspire to to be as good as or, or be better than them. So love it. Um, so you you mentioned there obviously uh. With, with Rampy and, and stuff like that. So what what what's he kind of told you about uh Halifax and like uh did he have to give you much convincing to get you to come up here? Not really much convincing. Uh, <laughs> uh but funny enough, uh Rampy and I are, are roommates anytime we have uh a national team duty. So uh when whenever we were sharing the room together and it was weekends and the Halifax games were on, uh we would tune into it and watch it and from there, I was I was kind of impressed with how things had changed under Patrice, and just watching them play was you know kind of a bundle of joy to watch them. And he's always been bothering me for a long time, you know, to come out <laughs> to the to the East Coast and and come play with him. And it it could have happened a couple times before, but for whatever reason, some other stuff came up, and I had to choose that route. So, so I say is is things happen for a reason, I guess. And you know, it's it's about time that you know we get to. Link up at the club level. Oh, I, I can't wait to see. Like, I mean, watching this play international to see that now, like every second week we're ever here in Halifax is going to be pretty, pretty mm-hmm. amazing. So, you know, like, um, the you're obviously like at the beginning of the CPL, and then you're at the beginning of the MLS Next Pro. Like, how interesting is it being uh on the ground floor of uh, a league like that? Because not many people get to do it, right? Yeah, true. No, I, that's. That's something I never thought of again to be part of you know two inaugural seasons. Uh I guess it's uh it's a privilege to be to be part of, of things that happen, you know, especially CPL was a was a huge one. Um, you know, being able to play in, in Canada's first um professional league at that time. And obviously MLS Next Pro was was something else, I guess the MLS had in mind for the longest while and it was finally be, be able to implement it. So just getting just getting to be part of that, you know, the first of of something, is is something special that I guess at the end of the career I could look back and you know it was it was one of those high, highlight moments to be part of of something new and and be those first first set of feet to touch to touch the grass at that time. So it is definitely a privilege uh, to to have been a part of those two seasons. So how how did you uh how did you define the this like. I don't know if it's a step up or a sidestep going from the CPL 
to the MLS next pro because obviously like you've got kind of a, a mixture of guys who are a little bit older trying to get that step into the MLS and you've obviously got like the younger yeah. guys who are kind of academy guys so how did you find that uh that that switch to the MLS next pro uh wasn't that I guess difficult uh it's to to put it in words it was it was basically put in place to help mostly the younger guys because they noticed there was a, a gap between the U eighteen or the U nineteen level and jumping up to pro. So they wanted to they wanted to bridge that gap. And uh, it helped a lot of players uh who I know obviously who I played with and other players across across the league to help to help the the first teams notice the ability more and let them get a chance to shine and whatnot and you know prove themselves to to win in our contract. So uh, I would say it was a much, definitely a much younger crowd uh, in that league. Uh, a lot of, I guess, most of the times, a lot of at the start of the season is mostly inexperienced players who never made that jump, coming from U19 to, you know, being in like a, a bigger league, to say. Uh, but in terms of in level, I'd say definitely CPL has a has an edge because you have those older players, you have more experienced players in that pool, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's also an interesting uh, because, uh, because like to me, it's like you know, obviously, you want to look good and try and get that step up, but at the same time, though, you're probably not going full tilt either because like you don't want to get injured or you know what I mean because you're trying to make that step, like, like, so it like was what was the pace like when you're when you started off in the uh, MLS Next Pro? Uh, well, I, I was kind of injured for mostly, I guess, the beginning of the season, I got injured in an international game. But coming back into it, um, you know, if you find your feet kind of quickly, uh, especially with the team, the team I was on at that time, uh, I don't think it was it was that difficult. But as you said, you know, a lot of players coming in, they know what to expect, and you know, being able to go full tilt, being basically treated, you weren't treated as a academy player at the time, but you was being treated as a as a full pro or whatnot, right? Uh, so yeah, man, guys who obviously you know getting used to that atmosphere, and some some of them flourished in it, and it's good to see that it's it's still continuing, and hopefully more guys could go through that system and and become you know pros in the MLS. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Um, so obviously then you uh, you moved off to uh, Miami in the USL. Uh, mm. You become a bit of a cult figure down there, really. Uh, so uh, how much? How much did you enjoy playing down there? Because you 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 played like quite a few games down there, and uh, what what do you think you'll miss the most about your time down there? That was fun. I, I chose that route um, to obviously go back and and see what USL was like. I haven't played in USL from since you know my first year, first professional year with uh, Toronto FC too. So I want to see. I want to go back there and see what the level was like and how things operated uh, in that in that atmosphere. And Miami was you know a wonderful place. Uh, Wonderful teammates, uh, friendships made across there. Um, it was it was just an overall good time, per se. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do as well as we hoped to, especially missing out on uh, on playoffs on the final, at the final game of the season. It was kind of unlucky on us, but it was it was just good to get back in in that uh, uh, at that level in in USL and you know see see what things were. Uh, Game to play against, obviously, I guess more experience and what guys and so yeah, it was definitely fun. So uh, how have things changed? Because obviously they all of the uh, MLS two teams kind of just moved mm-hmm. off and started their own thing. So it's, it's, yeah. it feels like it's a lot more 
uh, like it's more of a roots game, if you know what I mean. Like it's kind of back to basics rather than having to depend on MLS money. Yes, like, yes. All yeah. clubs have to. So how 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 has it changed for you? Like how does it change? I think I think uh, the the league has realized uh, you know they they to take ownership of what they are and realize that you know if if obviously the gap between MLS or or USL eventually we we hope that in the future that you know they will want to work together, but. At the time, seeing if things don't go that way, uh, USL has, has took a lot of initiative and in, in the ownership groups and and being able to to support their teams, uh, whether as uh, financially or whatnot. And I, I believe they've done they've done a very good job in in those terms. And a lot of people, a lot of people are attracted to to the USL franchise, and a lot of they bring in a lot of fans, especially in a, in a few places. Uh, they have their own, they have their own identity as a league, so. I think it only could go up from here, uh, especially with talks about you know a pro relegation system. So I'm I'm hoping that you know things continue. Uh, good success for that league because because regardless if you don't make it to to MS or whatnot, USL is still a very good league. And uh, I hope in the future you know it could get it could get to that level in MLS or you know help help uh, help each other you know grow towards you know um, better you know soccer for uh, for obviously the US. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like watching it, like on the YouTube, they show the games uh, a lot of times, and not seeing mm-hmm. those empty stadiums. Like, I, I remember seeing like people playing at like uh, the Patriots Stadium, just stadium, and it's like six thousand, yeah. and there's like nobody there. So it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of cool that they're starting to play in more uh, smaller grounds, and it just feels like it's a proper, proper league compared to just being like a uh, MLS uh, reserve league. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. So you obviously had like like a big game last year when uh you took uh into Miami all the way. So what was the uh what what was the um what what was that day like and uh it was such a crazy game. Yeah uh, it was fun uh I would say you know again to bring in that the into Miami crowd and I guess that's before you know the rumors of of Messi was landing in, in into Miami at the time. So it was you know it was packed uh the fans were lively as much. Uh, again, to play against you know the MLS opponents was, was something to be to be cherished because you don't get to do that all the time. And um, being able to to match everything that they they uh, provided, you know, was was good on us. We we got to realize a lot about ourselves in those games. About you know, you're able to compete with anybody at certain times. So it was it was definitely a fun atmosphere. Uh, pretty similar to. You know that for the CPL season when uh, we got to play against, you know, MLS in the Canadian Cup, uh, it was a pretty much similar experience. Experience to that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, the Canadian Championship is definitely a good way for us to kind of judge for kind of where we are. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it this year. So uh, you, you mentioned that you play with Rampy with uh, Trinidad and Tobago. So what are the big differences like when you're playing international football compared to club football? Like what's the like the setup or the facilities? Like what's been the big difference for you? Uh the biggest the biggest thing between international and obviously club level is is the, the I guess the one thing is the preparation and the mentality. Um when you go to for international games, you're meeting up with, with guys. Obviously I played with them before. But you don't play with those guys every single every single day, so you meet up with those guys probably like a week before or whatnot. Whenever training camp starts, um, you get the ball rolling, and pretty much within two to three days, you have a game to play. 
And those games are pretty much do or die games. Every, everything is on the line. So I guess that's the only difference in terms of, of the preparation. You don't have this type of preparation when you play with a club at a club level where you know you have, you have your tactics down and you have you have certain time to figure to figure stuff out as, as it goes along. So as as an international football, they basically just put you in your ring and just say fight, <laughs> pretty much. So but <laughs> you're you're trying to take in as much information between those leading up to the game. And you try to implement it as much as you can for those games. So obviously we've got uh, you've got a big game coming up uh, next month against Canada. So uh, mm-hmm. how are you how are you feeling about that? Like it's going to be a bit weird, obviously playing against place where you grew up and all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. such, such, a, such a big thing on the line. So uh, how how much are you looking forward to that? Looking forward to it a lot. Uh, just hoping that you know with these uh, preseason preparations, I'll be able to stay healthy and get as fit as possible for that game because as you said there's a lot of implications to to the result of that game especially playing against you know a place where i grew up and started my professional career so looking forward to a lot to playing against that team especially a very good team i would say one of the best teams in in the world at this point so i'm uh, really looking forward to it yeah it's, it's gonna be crazy like seeing uh you know Yourself and Rampy up against Alfonso Davis, who he's playing and stuff like that. It's just crazy that we're seeing players based in Halifax playing on the world stage like this. It's uh, it's yeah, really cool. Yeah. I love yeah. it. When you were just going back to Halifax a little bit, like obviously when you when you joined here, they kind of did like a little thing on Twitter about like uh, uh, about you you joining and like being a bit of a, a bad guy kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know like uh. You mentioned that you are excited to play in Halifax. So, um, how, how much are you looking forward to playing here? And uh, you know, you didn't always get the best reception. So, how much are you looking forward to being on the home side this time? I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, my past experiences here, even though the reception wasn't as good, because obviously, uh, your opponent against you know the Wanderers, um, I loved it. I loved every moment of it because I get I got to notice how much. Uh, the fans here in Halifax love and respect the team. Um, I believe you guys probably have one of the largest fan bases uh, compared to the whole of CPL uh, in CPL for that fact. And the support and being able to sell out stadiums almost every single game is something that you know the whole league should look at and, and take notice at. And just just see all the love and support is something I really look at. And you know, <clears throat> Rampy. Tells me how much he enjoys it, getting to play in front of a park stadium and stuff like that. So, really looking forward to it, and you know, making some definitely some good memories here. So, um, we have to kind of mention just uh, the the Morelli situation uh, when you were in Ottawa. So, you know, uh, yeah, what happened that day? Are you able to say what happened? It was kind of it was just a, a like I know Morelli. It was nothing. It was wind up merchant. So Morelli, it wasn't anything against uh, show. I was more. Frustrated against the you know the repping. Uh, I know how much the I guess the refereeing is appalling in this league, and a lot of people have said a lot of stuff about it. And it was one of the reasons why, honestly, I left the market in the first place here. Uh, I believe me playing at the time, I didn't get much respect or much I guess protection from the referees, and it was something that that kind of deterred me from from playing. Like if something was to go horribly wrong, the way I was getting targeted and stuff like that. 
uh, it wasn't it wasn't fun at all. So, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, and even watching so many games, you know, so many things continue. And honestly, I hope for the best that you know stuff obviously gets better. They try to get better every year. Uh, you understand referees are human, and I just hope that you know every single year they get to take a look at themselves and look at themselves in the mirror and you know try try to come to terms with you know if if they did good or good bad and you know try, always try to do better the next year and stuff like that. So it wasn't it was nothing against against Morelli at the time. It was just against the referee. I was just kind of pissed off because it was a it was a good tackle to begin with and to get a yellow from from just a proper tackle and it was it just kind of lost my head at that moment. So. So do you feel like sometimes you get like a reputation amongst referees? Like, you know, if you kind of, if some players like to tell the referee when they've done something wrong, right? So do you feel like you get a reputation from that? Yeah, because at first, at first I like to, I guess, from the beginning of the season, from when CPL started, I honestly have no intentions or whatever in talking back to the referee or stuff like that. I try to just stay silent and, and go my way. But, <clears throat> things was getting so, I don't know, like some situations were so bad or like, so uh, it was it was pretty transparent what happened at certain times. And some some of them, I guess, failed to, to acknowledge their mistakes. And that's when you, that's when you things uh, are cherished with so many referees, like, uh, like Dave, you know, you're able to ask him questions on the field or talk to him as, you know, a normal human being and not, and not go on your high horse and pretend that you're a referee and you know you run the game and stuff like that and you're shouting and, and thing at players when I'm trying to ask you a simple question. So uh so yeah, uh in t- in terms in terms of that, I just really hope stuff gets better as it goes along. Yeah, it's definitely like I, I totally understand like the frustration of the players because obviously, you know, it it can be a dangerous game and you can definitely mm-hmm. see that there is as it's becoming more professional, it's getting better and better. But there is obviously, I feel, with refereeing everywhere, there has to be like transparency. Yeah. And as you said, like when when, when people make mistakes, like they should be able, to, like you have you have to own your mistakes on the pitch, right? So when you get sent off, you have to apologize and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You should be yeah, saying for referees right. when you, when you make a mess, you should be able to come out and say, look, I I messed up and um I'm like I I'll learn from it kind of thing. It's just I always find it find that kind of weird that. They're like these magical figures, uh, mythical figures. That yeah, we can kind of yeah. get to. So, yeah. I think it's fine, definitely fine in, in terms of that. Uh, and fans and players would honestly love to appreciate that. That you know, I, I understand humans are. I mean, referees are humans too, and you know, just being able to apologize for making a mistake, and you know, because we do the same thing when we when we screw up, and we do the same thing inside our locker rooms when when we screw up as playing on the field. And I just love, just love that there should be some transparency on that, and it, should, it would make things a lot better and uh, make the relationship better with the players and referees and whatnot. So uh, I, I did want to. Uh, I don't know if you saw this online uh, when you were announced as a player. There's a fan here in this in the city called James Johnson, and uh, you know, obviously, as I said, you like people remember you from the rally thing and shushing the crowd and all that kind yeah. of stuff and whatever. But I thought this was a really nice thing. I think it, it's really good for me to, to highlight it for you. Uh, so <clears throat> James said, years ago when my nephew in Ontario was super into soccer, I convinced his mom to take him to his inaugural game in Hamilton to cheer on York and watch Telford score the first goal in league history. The, his uh, nephew wouldn't stop talking about the game and the atmosphere for months. And then a few months later, he participated in a soccer tournament in Niagara Falls 
the night before I reached out to Ryan Telfer, who at the time was destroying the league, Ryan went out of his way and made a custom video for my nephew, congratulating him on his successes in soccer and to keep it up as he scored multiple goals that weekend. It was just a dope thing to see, and it's been one of my favorites since. Can't wait to see him at the grounds. Like, that's awesome, man. I love that shit. Like, you know, like, like it must make you feel. Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember that. I remember that moment. Yeah, it's not. It takes nothing out to you know uh, interact with the fans. That's an point, especially. I know how I guess small at that time the fan base for CPL was. So I, I, it doesn't matter to me how big or how small it gets, especially how big it might get. But doing those little things to help uh, his nephew at the time. And, you know, other kids around Canada to help realize their potential and help realize their dream that, you know, now it's possible. Uh, uh, I like to do those things and, you know, try to give back as much as I can. I, I, just, I, I just thought it was a nice thing to highlight that, you know, underneath all the, the kind of bluster and the bullshit like that, there is... I don't care about the bad publicity yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is uh, what it is. Yeah, so... Uh, my last question, we do this with everybody on the show. Uh, you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament from the players you've played with. Uh, who makes your team? So I can't include myself? So there's you five want, other players? You can, <laughs> you can, you can include yourself if you want to. <laughs> I, think uh, you're good, I, think, I think you're good enough I... to make it. So. Players that I've played with, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in net, I would pick... Uh... Jam, Jam Michael. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, stand up box. Ooh. Ooh, this one is tough. Uh, stand up box. I would say Aubrey, uh, Aubrey David, one of my um colleagues from the national team. Um, Ooh. Oh my god, I'm trying to think back where I've played. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough one, right? Wow. Uh <laughs> I know obviously you put Giovinco in there. You put Bradley in there. Uh you put I put Kevin Molino in there. You played with some players, huh? <clears throat> oh, Oh my goodness! Oh, Toronto takes up such a big gap, so much. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go for the center backs, Aubrey for the midfield for now. Michael, Michael, Vasquez, and I'll put Molino, Kevin Molino as a midfielder. And striker, I would put obviously Giovinco and. You've only got five players, man. Uh, I was. Tr- oh, yeah, three. Sorry. Oh, wow. So, oh. Jan, so Jan, Aubrey. Jan and uh, uh Giovinco on top. Bradley that, in the middle. That's four. Kevin in the middle. Boom. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's five. <laughs> oh, wow. Five. Oh. I was thinking the goalkeeper didn't count. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be fine. I'll go don't, don't, don't tell John Michael that. Uh yeah. man, it's been <laughs> it's been awesome to uh to get to know you. It's uh like uh so yeah, man, I'm really excited to see you at the grounds. Uh hopefully we'll see you at the um the warm-up games and the training sessions that they have lined up for the fans. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Welcome to Halifax and uh thanks for your time. 
Oh, thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Drink on both, get out! Out to fuck!